Hello and welcome to According to John, where today we have the great question. What is the great white throne judgment? It's what used to scare the socks off me when I was a little kid. I'm going to meet God someday. I didn't know the scriptures. I didn't know that Jesus died for my sins and and I was in a much safer position than what I realized. The Bible was good news, but it's clear in the scriptures. That's what we're going to hit today. This is really clear, and it's good news that you're going to know the truth. Whether you follow it or not is up to you, but you'll know the truth. Hey, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And today on According to John, we're going to answer the question, what is the great white throne judgment? We will answer it with clarity. We will give scripture with it as we always do. And you got to decide because... I can't decide for them. This is all part of developing a world, a biblical worldview, understanding who we are, where we're at, where we're going, and one day, uh, what is waiting for the world. Now, a lot of times people, just when they think of the judgment, they just think, oh, we die, we stand before God, and that's sort of true, but not totally true. It's broken down. There's a ton of stuff in here that happens. There's a sequence. Right. And there was the judgment where Jesus was judged for the sins of the world Mm -hmm. upon the cross, and the wrath of God was poured upon Jesus, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't have to be poured upon us. Yeah. I'll just give you the end from the beginning. And think about this. If if God poured it out on his son who was sinless, he's going to pour it out on those who are sinful. Uh, Hello? Yeah. Yeah. You, You can't, like... You cannot get away from that. Yeah, the Southern preacher said, ain't nobody getting away with nothing. <laughs> he sees it all as a righteous judge. And we're going to proceed through life. One day we do meet God. But, uh, you know, we sort of met John. Uh, we kind of met God at the, at the feet of Jesus, yeah. didn't we, at the cross. Mm-hmm. You can, meet, you can yeah. meet the Lord now and let that wrath be poured upon Jesus yes. for your sins instead of upon yourself at the great white throne judgment. We'll show you in a few minutes as, as Johnny unfolds it. The great white throne judgment of God is only for unbelievers. Yes. Everybody there whose names are not written right. in the book of life will be cast in the lake of fire. But those of us who have Jesus, our sins were judged upon him, upon the cross. And then we stand before our judgment too. It's called the judgment seat of Christ or the Bema seat of Christ. And so there's two clear judgments plus mm-hmm. the judgment of the nations, mm-hmm. the judgment of angels. But, so we're trying and, to sort, sort it all out for our best we can today. And we're going to pray. And then I'm going to read a very encouraging verse that starts out to show, well, you pray and then we'll, we'll get on it, brother. Get Please. Pray. Let's pray. Father, make this time valuable uh, for our listeners. Uh, anoint uh, Pastor John and myself to teach the scriptures with clarity and with great joy to help us be prepared for what lies before all of us. You've written it down so we can understand it and we can be ready. Help us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. <clears throat> One of the things that I want to point out too, uh, during the millennial reign. And I think at the great white throne, we're going to be witnesses of the judging, but we're going to, there, there is a time period that we as Christians judge with Jesus. Like we judge the world. Yeah. He he makes us, puts us on the hot seat of judgment. Yeah. 
And uh, it says we'll judge angels. He's going to show you those verses about judgment to come. We're going to judge people and we're going to judge angels. So it says here in 1 Corinthians 5, or I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 6, 1. Dare any of you, having a matter against another, go to law before the unrighteous and not before the saints? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that we shall judge angels how much more things that pertain to this life? And then you, if then you have judgments concerning things pertaining to this life, do you appoint those who are least esteemed by the church to judge? And then he goes on, but we're going to judge the world and we're going to judge angels. I'm going to be outside of my element there, John. We, the people, yeah. uh, the Christians. But by this time we have been, we've been redeemed. Yeah. Uh, now, yes. the penalty of our sin, we'll be in our new bodies. And we're going to be like Christ. Yeah. And so, oh, in every facet, we're not going to be as messed up then <laughs> as we are now. <laughs> so, that's a verse that gets like no attention. Right. But God wrote it in the Bible, and it's going to happen just mm-hmm. as sure as Christ would come yeah. and come again. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen. And a lot of people, were, as we go through this, because there are people who don't believe Jesus is going to judge. But Jesus is going to judge. And so this whole love, 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 love thing is just about to get flushed down the toilet when it comes to the great white throne judgment. Yeah. Yeah. He's holy. Yeah. He's, God is no less loving at the great white throne judgment. He's just just at the great white throne judgment. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, just. and, People, for some reason, want to disconnect God's just from his love, meaning that we can be as unjust as we want, and God's still going to love us. And the reality is, at the great white throne judgment, God is going to judge those who rejected Jesus, and they're going to be judged on their being unjust and unholy and unrighteous. It says the books will be opened and it's commonly believed in evangelical circles. And I agree. This is mainstream teaching uh, that it's the, what is that book? It's the book of our works. Mm -hmm. Every, every idle word that we've said, every unjust deed that we've done, it's all recorded. Revelation 20 verse 12. And I saw the dead small and great standing before God and books were opened And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. That's the books of our works. Not the book of life. That is only for the Christian. That's amen, amen, amen. And so I'd like to give a sequence here if I could. Yeah, please. Simplicity. Um, And there's disagreement uh, among people about this. And this doesn't mean people are or are not going to have it. It's just, he's laid it out in scripture and we're to rightly divide the word of God. So we see where Christ died for our sins, the cross. We live in the church age. Christ comes for his church, takes us home. The Bible says his reward is with him. We stand before the judgment seat of Christ. We are his reward. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? We are his reward. We are Christ's reward. That is amazing to me. We're his bride. (laughs) He loves us. It's real. It's affection. 
And we, we stand before the judgment seat of Christ. The first Corinthians talks about it's a judgment of fire. You know, fire can be destroy things, but this ring on my finger, fire just made it better. It purified it. It, it yes. purified it and it made it stronger and beautiful. And so that, that judgment seat of Christ is a judgment of fire. And everything we do in this life, he likens unto gold, silver, precious stone or wood, hay, and stubble. Gold, silver, precious stone, when they go through the fire, they get better. Wood, hay, and stubble goes through the fire, it's burned up and gone away. And so that's why Jesus said, lay up treasures in heaven where moths and rust don't corrupt and thieves don't break through and steal. And so when we walk in his spirit and we do works of righteousness, we're kind, we forgive, we do things for people out of, of, of gratitude to God, we do things for people. We love people that God loves. And all that we do in the spirit is gold, silver, precious stone, and we'll have rewards at the judgment seat of Christ. Then we're also told about five crowns mm -hmm. that'll be given out. Yes. I think they're given out at the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, there's a crown for, of righteousness. There's a, uh, there's a crown for those who love is appearing. There's a crown, a shepherd's crown for pastors. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's martyr's crown. martyr's crown. And the crown of life. And the crown of life. Yeah, I was drawing a blank and Johnny gets the point. <laughs> <laughs> he's celebrating. Look, he's yeah, so happy yeah, yeah. over there. So the, the, you earned it. You but earned here's it. a cool part, right? Is when you think about all the crowns that we have, those crowns we have, those crowns we can also lose. Yes, we can. If we, we're, we're going along, we're serving the Lord, we're laying up treasures, maybe have a, in line for a crown, mm -hmm. and then we just we blow off God, we blow it. Mm -hmm. And so many people are walking away, they're blowing their crowns. Yeah, that, that, it's gone, it's over. The crown way. of righteousness. Yeah, it's, it's, they're, they're gonna go through the, the judgment, it just becomes wood hand stubble, yep. it's burned up. The Bible said yep. they'll make it, yet so is by fire. They're going to heaven, mm -hmm. but they're not going to heaven with good grades. Right. They're not graduating with honors. Yeah, you're gonna get there, and see these by the blood of Jesus. Yeah, and and here's the thing that I don't know that people understand: these crowns, they are our gift to Jesus. Oh, yes. And so, when you earn these crowns, you are earning the opportunity to say, "While I was walking on earth." I earn these for you because I love you. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So when we get there and you have no crowns, you're going to have to stand before him in front of everyone with and nothing. Got, and got nothing. Nothing. I just remember when I was a little boy, I just couldn't wait for Christmas, all the presents. Can you imagine the pressure of that though? I mean, the, the, the sadness of that. Yeah. The shame. The shame. Shame. Yeah. Because, because listen, the judgment seat of Christ is going to reveal our shame and then declare us innocent. Yeah. And all the half-baked Christians that went halfway for God and they truly believed, but then they got selfish and they walked in the flesh and yep. they didn't serve the Lord. They get there. There's no, there's no crowns. Mm -hmm. And then they'll see people who did earn the crowns. And it's going to be some of the least likely people you would think. Yeah. The little widow with two mites. She's mm -hmm. going to, she's at, I can't wait to see her get right. reward. Amen. But I go back to like, as a child, I couldn't wait for Christmas for the presents for me. Then I became a dad, and I couldn't wait for the presents for my kids. Right. I didn't really care about. What yeah, I you know. Yeah, I care. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, all my needs are met, and now I'm a grandpa. It's even more intense. <laughs> Boy, grandma goes nuts with those gifts for those little ones, man. And and you know, dude, think, my my granddaughter, 
she's like, if she hears my voice, it's Papa, Papa, Papa. There's dude. only two people that have Johnny wrapped around their finger. Number one is granddaughter. Number two is puppy. Yeah, it's which not, is not people. people. That's true. <laughs> you treat him like people. Okay, there's, there's, that's true. That is true. I've seen him sit up on your, uh, on your chest. Yeah. He just sits there like he's, he's just, on top of the world. <laughs> I got this man wrapped around my little finger. I love him. I love him. I love him. Oh, that is. If so we could funny. only love Jesus as much as our dogs love us. Oh my amazing. goodness. Oh my goodness. Man, if we just love others as much as our dog loves us, we'd change the whole world. So anyway, listen, the great white throne judgment is the final judgment on earth. It's where uh, the lost and the fallen angels get thrown into the lake of fire. Revelation 20, 11 through 15 then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God and books were open. The dead, small and great, the insignificant people of the world and those who had position and power. Hitler, Stalin, Mussolini, Obama, recent days, Hillary, and name, name all, and that's just the evil Fauci. ones from our day. But for 2,000 years, yeah. there's been evil. Caligula. Oh, and everywhere. Uh, from every generation. Like I said before, ain't nobody getting away with nothing. Nothing. Now, the chronology, Johnny, we have, we're waiting for Christ to come, the rapture of the church, judge the seat of Christ, yep. and then the last part of that, the wedding feast of the Lamb. Yes. Meanwhile, back on earth, yep. the seven-year tribulation, Satan comes to power in the mid-tribulation, three and a half years later, Jesus comes back at Armageddon, sets up his kingdom. And we come back with him for Armageddon. To rule and reign with yeah. him. Yep. And to rule and reign. That's where we're going to judge. The judge. And then for a thousand years, we're in kind of some judgmental condition, appointed by Jesus mm -hmm. to that. Then at the end of the millennial kingdom, Satan is loosed from the bottomless pit for just a short while. Short, we don't know how long that while is. The Bible doesn't say. It's right. a short while. And those who've never faced satanic, uh, we've been facing satanic delusion. And if you seek, you're going to find, he's not going right. to deceive you, right. but there'll be fake. There'll be people who don't love Jesus during that kingdom, but they're, they're forced to, to comply, but their real heart's going to come out at the end. And there'll be that final insurrection, if you please. And then the great white throne judgment just before the eternal state, the new heavens and the new earth. Everybody at the great white throne judgment are those who have rejected Jesus. Mm -hmm. And death and hell are waiting. Like hell is like, uh, or Hades is like where, like the the county jail where, where people wait. And then when the judgment comes, then they go to prison. Mm -hmm. And of course, the the lake of fire is a great madhouse of the universe where the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And oh, I don't believe that. Well, Jesus did. That was in Isaiah, and Jesus quoted it. Jesus believed it, and that's why Jesus came, so that people don't have to go there. God doesn't send people to hell. He sends people to Jesus. People who reject Jesus go to this place. That's why he went to hell for us, that we don't have to. And so the great white throne judgment at the, time, at the end of the millennial kingdom for unbelievers, and I, I personally believe, I can't prove it, but I personally believe we're going to witness this. And hopefully people who have rejected Christ that were in my circle will say, Duke, you told me I didn't listen. Duke, mm -hmm. you showed me the way. I didn't I Yeah, didn't take and it. that means that the great white throne judgment, like you were saying, if we are judging with Christ 
at the millennial reign. And then at the end, we're going to be there when Christ judges and sentences everyone to their final destination, which is the lake of fire. We're going to be sitting there observing those that are getting sentenced. I feel like they're going to see us. Yeah, I do too. And what if, I'm just saying a what if here. What if when God brings up the guilty, those who rejected him, what if he brings all of those that were in his circle of influence that told him about Christ and they had to be there, the witness, he rejected it. What if, what if that's us witnessing our loved ones getting sentenced to hell in that, in that fashion? And I'm just, I'm just saying, what if I don't have a verse that says that God's going to bring us up on the witness stand says we're going to be judging and maybe we will be there. Um, but I know this, I, well, he knows every word, thought and deed that we have done. And and it's Everybody's in the guilty. and it's in the books. Everybody will be guilty, and they'll know it. Yeah. There'll be no. Well, he's a good guy. No, yeah. everybody's going to be. Their wickedness will mm-hmm. come out. Some of them covered it better than yeah. others. But you know, Johnny, I've had people read this and they completely reject. I don't believe that. That God would never do that. It's like, well, God's going to do what He says He's going to do. Right. Calling God a liar, and so they hear this, they react to it. Uh, in the flesh, instead of in the spirit, they get angry at God and, and they tune him out and they're heading there right. unprepared. But you know, when you and I read this, it broke my, it breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to stand before uh, the great white throne judge. I'm standing before the judgment seat of Christ. But when I see this mm-hmm. and I was 18 years old, I said, I'm going to give my whole life to tell people about Jesus so they don't have to go there. Right. You know, and, and, I'm just going to say this. Remember I told you before that I think like if we were to die right now, we wouldn't go to heaven. I felt like, you know, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I felt like, uh, or I feel like that we would go to the garden of Eden because first off, Jesus says when the home is done, he's going to go prepare a place for it. When it's done, he'll come and get us. So we're not going to go to heaven to a place that's not ready for us yet. But here's the other thing too, is nobody Nobody gets into heaven until they go heaven, heaven, until they go through the great white throne judgment. I mean, I'm sorry, until they go through the judgment seat of Christ and no one goes to hell until they go to the great white throne judgment. So, um, if you look at it, because, because listen, that is our, that is our, our sentencing. Like, like we, we don't go to our final place until after we've gone through our sentencing. Now, granted the judgment seat of Christ, um, we are declared innocent because of Christ shedding his blood for us. And we, uh, believed unto him, the great white throne judgment. Nobody goes to hell, the final resting place, the lake of fire until after they've been sentenced and then they're condemned. So for me, that's why I, that one of the reasons I have a multitude of scriptures, but that's why I believe we go to the garden of Eden because that's present with the Lord, just like Adam a and Eve was place, a pleasant place, yeah. a, a place of reunion with others who are waiting. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think, I think Luke chapter 16, I know people want to say that's a parable, but it can't be a parable because Jesus uses names and places. Right. Lazarus or, or yeah, Lazarus and, and hell. Yeah. Well, I think the but what if hell is the desert? 
Yeah. Well, whatever it is, it's a it's a bad place. It's a sad place. It's I a mean, hot uh, place. And, it's an until place. Uh, and I'm talking the grave until the lake of fire until the ju- great white throne judgment mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Well, I, I've I'm heard, just I don't know. Yeah, I've heard it illustrated, uh, and I, I kind of made allusion that somebody does a crime and they get busted, they go to jail, a county jail. I preach in there mm-hmm. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, right. and they wait. And they have a trial, the great, the great white throne judgment. That's the trial. Mm-hmm. They'll be going found guilty. Mm-hmm. And then you go from the county jail into the prison. To prison. Right. And that's where your final place. Yeah. So what if, what if the grave for the dead is Luke 16, what appears to be the desert? Because you have the gar- what I think is the Garden of Eden. Then you have the great chasm. And then you have the desert. Because even the rich man says, um, send Lazarus over. Tip the tip of his finger in water. I'm tormented in this place. Yeah, he says he says in this this flame, right? It's a flame that is mentioned, not flames. This flame. What if the flame is the sun? One one thing for sure, we're going to find out. What did Jesus actually mean by that? Yeah, but what I, we, I don't. I'm just listen. I, one day I'll do a whole podcast just by myself, going verse by verse by verse, explaining what I, what, what how I land on I'm that. I'm not quite there with it. I know, but here's what is clear: those that believe have a pleasant place, right? And those that don't, right? That place. that is very clear. And there's a goal fix between the two, and that's motivational. It's why I've committed my life to being a preacher. Right. I right. could. Uh, and by the way, the golf is across. It's not up and down. It says a cross. So those who want to cross over to there can't, and those who want to cross from there to here can't. Great so, fixed. so we know that it's on the same plane. But that that place <laughs> called hell. That place, yeah, yeah, called hell is the Greek word Hades, which it's is the grave. place of the the grave, the departed dead, right, right there. Right. The I, I've heard another preacher call it uh, the lake of fire, the great madhouse of the universe, where the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. But and they're the not. They haven't been not. sentenced yet to go there. Right. And they're, they're warm diet, not right. and the fire's not quenched. They're not right. there yet, but they'll be sentenced to that at the great white right. throne judgment. That's when they're cast into the lake of fire. And uh, some people get mad at that. That motivated me to do what I've been doing. Right. Now I'm, I'm turning 70 years old in, in like uh, five weeks. I'm 70 years old and God has blessed us financially. We have income. We live in the South. Uh, we could travel. We could do, and I do travel a lot preaching around the country. But we could just get on cruise ships. We have the money. We have the time. But I'm saying, no. Gotta I got to preach the word. I got to preach the word. Yeah. I got to work 25 hours a week on my podcast. And I go out preaching. The doors are open constantly for me. Because and, the, the truth is, man, you understand that God, uh, he'll reward or punish each one according to their deeds. And, and, and if, if they don't repent, Dude, there is no forgiveness. There is no forgiveness. And so I have the millennial kingdom to mm-hmm. pursue fishing and gardening and in living a homestead lifestyle and all the things that I love in this earth and travel. I have I have a thousand years to, to do that. Right now I have time. The most important thing for me to do is take the body of knowledge that I have and, and Johnny, it's the same thing, mm-hmm. to pastor people. For me, I'm no longer a lead pastor, but I want to guide people. People still look to me that I've pastored over the years. I want to give the rest of my life to preaching the word, traveling as the doors open putting out podcasts to the ends of the earth as long as I can, because, and this is my main motivation right here. I want people to be ready. And if I can get my whole life uh, from here on out for one or two or three people 
to find Jesus, it would be worth it. Yeah. I have the eternity to, to ride motorcycles with you. Yeah. Right. The, so guys, listen, for those who think that God will not, um, deal with people according to their works, we have uh, Psalm 62, 12. It says also to you, O Lord belongs mercy for you render to each one according to his works. Then you have Romans two, six, who will render to each one according to his deeds. Revelation two twenty three. Uh, this is Jesus speaking. I will kill her children with death and all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and the hearts and I will give to each one of you according to your works. Then we have Revelation eighteen six. Render to her just as she rendered to you and repay her double according to her works in the cup which she has mixed, mixed, mixed double for her. And then Revelation twenty two twelve, and this is Jesus speaking. And behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And so what we see all throughout scripture is that we will be judged. The lost will be judged according to their works. The, the saved and the lost. The only difference is we lose crowns, but we don't lose life. Because it gave us eternal life. Exactly. Yeah, salvation is by grace through yeah. faith, not of ourselves, not of our works, lest any man should boast. But now, as a believer, my works are critically important. Yes. Because that's where I'm going to lay up treasures in heaven or not. Right. And that's why I'm going to have gold, silver, precious stone or wood, hay, and stubble. So our works are very important. I've had people tell me, well, I'm saved. doesn't matter what I do. You have no clue. I wonder if you're even saved if you say something so foolish. Right. And uh, we know our works have nothing to do with our salvation. Right. Except that they give evidence of our salvation. Well, and that's, and that's important. What, that's what James says. You know, so many people take James out of context. It's ridiculous. You know. It's so simple. And James says, if you want to know what I, I'm paraphrasing. James says, if you want to know what I believe, pay attention to what I do. I'll show you my faith by my works. Yeah. Martin Luther was so confused by that. He questioned the canonicity, cut James right out of his Bible. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And, and it's because they, they're, they're misunderstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're misunderstanding the, the scripture is, is, James isn't saying my works save me, save me. He's saying, if you want to see if I'm saved, pay attention to the lifestyle that I live. And Jesus confirmed that when he said, uh, to those that, well, James said, uh, I'm getting all discombobulated here. James said, I'll show you my faith by my works. And he said, faith without works is dead. And so our works as a believer are very important to show people Jesus in us, but for uh, unsaved people, their works are not near as good as they think. Right? They think that one good work makes up for a, a sin. That's not how it works. Uh, uh, sin is not uh, soluble; <laughs> doesn't go wash away because you do something nice. Right? You know, like a guy beats up his wife and then he brings her flowers <laughs> at night. No, those flowers don't undo the damage. You know what I'm saying? Was that a good illustration? Yeah, Sam? that'll work. You like that. That'll work. I'll give you a point. All right. Yeah, I think I'm still leading, though, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, but hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting skunked, amen? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but works are important. Yes. And, and those who have not faith, mm -hmm. their works are not going to save them. Right. 
and they're going to be shown that you were way more wicked than you know you might have shown. And uh, I've heard the, the the way to hell is paved with good works. People think, well, I don't need Jesus. I have good works. That's what my mom said. Right. When I got saved, my mom got angry at me because I said, well, my faith saves, saves, saves me, mom, not, not my works. And she got angry. And she said, well, you're saying that being a good mom and being a good wife and working hard, none of that matters? Doesn't wash away sin, mom. Right. She got angry. Now, seven years later, she got gloriously saved Amen. and lived out her days on fire for Jesus right to the end. She she came to understand what well, grace was. I want to I want to pull up James two seventeen, and it said, um, "Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead." Meaning, it's not true faith. If, if, if you're not living it out, right, that's what, that's what he's saying. He's not saying that, that faith and works get you saved. Uh, faith by itself, is if it does not have works, is dead. Because of verse 16 or 15, if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. What good is it? Yeah. What good is your faith if you're not living it out? It's dead. There's of no good. It's and then, not real faith. Right. 18. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. I think this topic, what Jesus was talking about at the end of his uh, Sermon on the Mount, when he said, uh, some comes to him and say, oh, Lord, did we not do, and he names all these things, mm -hmm. in your name, right. good works. And he said, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I never knew you. So they were doing their works in a right. self-righteous thing. Look at me. I gave this much money. Look at me. I, I mowed the neighbor's lawn. Look at me. I'm such a good person. Man, I'll tell you, when you have bowed at the feet of Jesus and been redeemed by the blood of the lamb, you don't feel like I'm right. a good worker. Right. You say, if you have good works and say, well, that's the least that I could do for him. Well, in 20, he goes on, but do you, uh, but do you know, wow, let me try this again. But do you want to know, oh, foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham, our father, justified by works when he offered Isaac, his son, on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect? Ooh, there you go. You, 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 dude, it's, it's the fake, the f works are what makes your faith real. Yeah. When our faith is real, we're right. receiving Christ. The Holy Spirit's right. living in us, and he's just going to do his thing. Right. And his thing is what we would call good works. Right. You know, um, good works in me. Before I was saved, the cashier gives me too much money back. Ha ha. Yeah. I got <laughs> extra six bucks in my pocket, but Christ comes in and I got the six bucks and I say, excuse me, you gave me too right. much. Well, that's Christ in me. That's good works. And I, I'm not saved because I do those good works or enough of them. I'm uh, because yeah. I am saved. I do that. good. Work. Exactly. Exactly. So we know that God rewards or punishes each one accordingly. Uh, we also know that there's another book open, and it's the book of life. We talked about that. The only the Christian is written in the book of life. And uh, Revelation 17, 8 says, 
the beast that you saw was and is not and will ascend out of the bottomless pit and go to perdition, and those who dwell on the earth will marvel, whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they see the beast that was and is not and yet is. And so we see the book of life, and then it's again in Revelation 17, 8, the book of life from the foundation of the world. And if your name is not written in it, you are going through the great white throne judgment. You will not be uh, exempt from it. We also know, and we've already read Revelation 20, 12, that um, the dead will be judged according to what they had done. We read that, that the dead are the lost. And then, of course, anyone that is not written in the book of life, Revelation 20, 15 says... Anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. It's pretty pretty clear, isn't it, John? It's so clear. And, guys, the final judgment, and, and I'm just saying, there's passage after passage after passage that if you're a non-believer, you go through the great white throne judgment and not for a second chance. <laughs> no. The the uh, the law's already been written. You're there to be declared yeah, yeah. and guilty and sentenced. Yeah, those people aren't going to be decided what they're going to do. They're they're they are there because they're guilty, mm-hmm. because they have rejected Christ. See that that's a whole thing that people have to bring in. Jesus Christ lights the path of every man that comes into the world. Right. He's lit in people's path. He's knocked on their heart's door. They've rejected him. Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't even want to retain God in their knowledge. They've rejected him. And uh, they're standing before the one now that they've already rejected. Right. And then they're going to throw up, well, I was a good guy. There's none good. No, not right. one. Yeah, and you know one thing that amazes me? You know, here on earth today, people reject Christ and so on and so forth. And, and I get it because it's by faith and maybe you're not just not interested or you think so much of yourself, you don't need God or whatever your reasoning uh, or excuse is. But one of the things that absolutely floors me, Duke, is that people are going to go through the millennial reign with Jesus, who's in the midst of us. We read a verse earlier about that. In the midst of us. And they're still going to choose Satan at the end not believers. These are those born in the kingdom who've had opportunity. Yep. They've, they've been with him. They still reject it. But isn't that what Judas did? Yeah. And I think so. in Matthew 25, 31 through 36, this might be the separation of the sheep from the goats is he's going to separate those who went through the millennial reign because those that went into the rapture and came back with him, we're already separated. Right. So I think here in Matthew 25, 31 through 36, it says when the son of man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats and he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then the King will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And then he goes on, and then it's for the, for the unrighteous, he will say, uh, you know, away from me, because you, uh, uh, in verse 46, and these will go away in the everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. And so the sheep and the goats, the sheep are the saved, the goats are the lost. I think this passage is talking about after the millennial reign. 
it, 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 it uh, this one puzzles me a bit. Yep. Well, I, and, and this is, this is up for discussion. Yeah. This is one. It was presented to me in my Bible college <laughs> days that it, if, if this is at the rapture of the, uh, of the church, uh, excuse me, when he comes back to set up his kingdom, we have, this could happen there where the saved, the believers that are going to be tribulation saints, we would say, people who get saved, 144,000 Jewish witnesses are preaching the gospel. Satan's trying to kill, the Antichrist is trying to kill those who believe, and some make it. They're, they're not martyred. They make it through their believers. They're sheep. They believe in right. Jesus. A, uh, the prophet uh, Zechariah says, chapter 12, 13, his feet touch the Mount of Olives and all, and Jerusalem wakes up. Oh my goodness. This is the guy that he was our, he, we pierced this guy. We right. killed him. This was the Messiah. Those people become sheep. They believe. And those are the people might, this might be an interpretation of this. Those, those are sheep. They're definitely sheep because mm-hmm. they believe and they're going into the kingdom. Right. And then those who rejected him, uh, are the goats and they go into this Hades, if you please, they're waiting for the great white throne judgment. But they're the same place that the rich man went to and in hell. Okay. So that's one. That, that's a reasonable one, too. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that one. So this is important for our audience that great, great people of God. I, yeah. I, hate, I mean, we don't think. Yeah, because only only the saved go through through the millennial reign. Right. Those, those who live through tribulation. Right. So that would make sense. Or. At the end. Well, at the end of the millennium i think maybe it those who both. i'm just thinking it, out loud it could be both it could be both but i, yeah. I think it, it applies yeah. i think it applies both times yeah I, i've never thought of it that way john yeah because it could because he's going to do it the same both times he's going to separate yeah. the sheep from the goats and the uh, there'll be uh, those that made it out of great tribulation became sheep mm-hmm. they believed and the goats are separated there yep and they're waiting. We're the rich men waiting right. in, in, in Hades for the the great white throne judgment. And the great and, and the, at the end of the millennial reign, then you have Satan loosed for a while, and the true believers are sheep. Yep. And those that were fake believers, they're goats. Are goats. And when he comes back for the or when he sets up to do the great white throne judgment, he's going to separate the sheep from the goats again. I think we just figured that verse out, John. I think we both get a point. I'll take it. I'm in. I like that one because I was only thinking of at the end. You were thinking of tribulation, but the reality is it's the same both it's, places. It's, it's, he's going to do the exact same thing in both places. And there's other verses that teach that. So, but see, to to I'll take our it. Audience, we wrestle like with scripture. We do. We they try to rightly divide yeah. the scriptures. Yeah. But in the meantime, we may come up with some different conclusions. Yeah. That doesn't make somebody a heretic. It just means that. We're trying hard. I think it pleases God when we wrestle with Scripture right, and right. try to figure it out. Where does this fit? And we, we build our little timelines. And, and, and we don't fight and divide when we try to walk through it. Mm-hmm. So many people fight and divide trying to get through the process. And the reality is if you just stop and, and really process it, and sometimes you're going to sit back and go, wow, I had it wrong. And, and I'm okay to publicly say I had it wrong. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's fun as a believer. I, I launched into my ministry in 1978 uh, to start my church. I had everything all figured out. Yeah. <laughs> five years later, 10 years later, 20 years later, yeah. I had to make some adjustments. Yeah. But yeah. that didn't mean that I was evil. 
when I, I saw you were working way. out your salvation. Yeah. Just trying to figure it out. The more right. you learn about right. scripture, the more you can fit in and, uh, you're connecting the dots. Right. That's the joy of staying in the scriptures. Right. I love the scriptures more now, uh, 51 years in than I did when I first Amen. got saved. Yeah. And now I, I, I oh, I, I never, right but now, we, I had an aha moment right here. That's iron sharpens iron. Yeah. So what's funny is, um, you know, Scott and I, we got together for lunch. Uh, he's a pastor friend um, west of us. And he and I sat down and, man, we had an amazing time just walking through some scriptures. And, man, uh, we were rejoicing and we're like, yeah, iron is sharpening iron. And we just had the greatest time. And all we did was talk about scripture. And then he would give his view and I'd give my view. And then sometimes I'd sit back and go, Oh, I'm going to have to study that one out. And you then a point there. I never yeah, saw that before. And, and he would step back and do the same thing. And that's what we just did. And that's the beauty of the scripture. And, and when a bunch of minds come together and are willing to come to a truth and not just prove your truth is it. We're not trying to win argument. No. So We're just so trying to sweet. discover yeah, it's sweet. biblical nuggets, but see, all of this is motivational. The more you understand, the, the more peace you have, uh, the more confidence you have, the greater the burden. I care about people. Yeah, I've had people, you know, call me names and conspiracy theorists and, <laughs> you know, homophobe and xenophobe. I didn't even know what some of those things meant. And they call me names and they, they ridicule me and put me down. It's like, okay. But it doesn't stop me. They did the same to Jesus. They did right. the same to the apostles. I don't mean to put myself on the level of Jesus or the apostles. No, no. But but we're going to get true. Well, listen, Jesus said they hated me. They're going to hate you. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's a reality. And we're in a battle. We're in yeah. a spiritual yeah, yeah. battle. We have the yeah. same spiritual yeah. enemy. He's going to yeah. name call. Yeah. But it, when people persecute you, blessed are you when all men shall revile you and speak evil against you uh, falsely. And, and so it's so neat to study the scriptures out the judgments to come, the big judgments for us, Jesus went to the cross. Yeah. That's the big judgment for us. He paid for our sins. He gives us eternal life by grace. Right. Now that we have been redeemed, now our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now we're no longer on our own, and it will be manifest, how, Johnny? By our good works. works. Yep. Yep. Guys, let me summarize today no matter where you stand positionally there's some things that you cannot lose sight of first uh jesus will be the judge Cha-ching. all unbelievers will be judged by christ and they'll be punished according to what they have done second timothy 4 1 i charge you therefore before god and lord jesus christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. That might be the verse that just confirmed yeah. the two instances that we just talked about in Matthew. Yeah. The well, appearing sucks. Armageddon and the kingdom. I think we figured it out. <laughs> 51 years and today's yeah. the day. You got what? 35 years in yes. the kingdom? Yes. How sweet. 76 years. It was right there. All it was along. right there. Read it again. That's it was right sweet. there. Dude, I got, I got, yeah, as they said, bumps to the goose or something like that. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, this is Paul talking to Timothy, who will judge the living and the dead, got it, at his appearing 
That's the return from from the rapture. The rapture. rapture. They would come back to Armageddon. That's his appearing, and his kingdom, the millennial reign. We we nailed it, dude. It was both. It was both. He's the same God. Got one plan. I think we figured something out, Johnny. And you know what? Next year we're going to figure out something else. I love it just Tweak. as it's much. Called, it's called tweaking, tweaking, tweaking. Yeah. And the father sits and says, today's the day. I want to open Johnny's eyes, the Duke Meister's eyes, and see that. But you see, yeah. it, it's the same message. If we applied it here where we're right, if we applied it there, we're right. If we apply it both places, we're, we're totally right. I, I think it is, man. Yeah, that's cool. That is very cool. That was kind of fun, John. Second, I should do this again sometime. I love that. Second, the Bible is very clear that unbelievers are storing up wrath against themselves, Romans 2, 5. But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each one according to his deeds. And he's got it all. Yes. He's got more than the U.S. government has on us. Yeah, right? Oh, my goodness. So listen, guys. And then the third thing that you must remember is believers will also be judged by Christ. But since Christ's righteousness has been imputed to us and our names are written in the book of life, we will be rewarded, not punished, according to our deeds, Romans 14, 10 through 12, but why do you judge your brother or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And if you notice, but why do you judge your brother or be uh, show contempt for your brother? This is the Christians or we're family because you don't ever see the Bible referencing a lost person as brother right. or brethren. So we see here very clear. This is for the Christian for we, the word we, is Paul including himself. Yeah, so it's Christians. Yeah. So the judgment seat of Christ is clearly for Christians. And then it says in 11, for it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us shall give an account of himself to God. So understand, even as a Christian, just because you're saved does not give you the right to sin. Shall we sin because we know Jesus? God forbid, Paul says, yeah. or continue in sin. Yeah, that grace may abound, God forbid. God forbid. And so uh, what I want to tell you is, even as a Christian, you will be held to the standard of righteousness and you will be judged for the lack of it. And so if you say, well, I'm saved and therefore I'm going to heaven, you're absolutely right. But you still have to answer for all of your actions, every word, every thought, every deed as a Christian, you will have to answer for it. And as a lost person, it's a lifetime punishment. They pay if they reject Jesus paid. If we receive, amen. Hey, guys, I hope this podcast has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. Until the next time, God bless. God bless.